let's go to the other film. As we tradition to Disney Plus, as we mean to talk about Disney Plus. Yeah, my keyboard was on something. But anyway, as we move to Disney Plus, uh, that's one down. We got. <laughs> yeah, as we move to Disney Plus. Yeah, let's talk about Disney Plus. And as you said, uh, it's got Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, even Fox, because uh, they own Fox. So that's something to point out. They got, I mean, that was probably one of the big things that was streamed was the 28 seasons of The Simpsons. Seeing that that's on there, I haven't, I haven't started that daunting task yet. Okay, yeah, that's, but that is, that is what, uh, that is, I mean, yeah. So you can stream them 4K, the, all those. And one of the things that someone did point out that I thought was interesting is that just getting Blu-rays of these Disney films individually, they're expensive. But if you stream them on uh, on Disney Plus, that is the cheaper deal. And I think, yeah, actually, when you think about it, it is. And then there's the fact that uh, one of my friends is... I have friends who, they either have color blindness or they don't completely see well. And something that both this and Apple... TV Plus has introduced is that there's these audio descriptions and you can turn them on. Basically, there's this Texas speech that will do the visual description of like everything that happens in the show or the movie. I think it works for that those type of people. And there was kind of a moment where I had it on when I was watching Forky Says and it I was kind of like, okay, where's that coming from? That was like, oh, okay, that was the AD, but I mean, that's short for audio description, but I thought that was really cool of uh, those streaming services to do. I'm going to kind of refute saying that Disney Plus at the moment is no Netflix killer because out of the 12, I actually went through all 12 original shows, original series and the two movies. Out of all 12 of those, I could say there are three that I, I, I mean, there are three or four or maybe, actually, let me, let me, kind of go through it one step at a time so starting with the mandalorian that's probably the big reason why people went to go to this get a subscription for the disney plus streaming service and that is a spinoff about the bounty hunter clans uh, specifically the mandalorian new people are not that versed in the star wars uh if you've seen jango fett or boba fett they're mandalorians and that's a this whole show goes into who Melandalorians, uh, Mul- <laughs> no, Mandalorians are, but it's also following this one uh, almost faceless protagonist because you don't really see him with his helmet off, but and he doesn't really talk that much, but it's about this one particular Mandalorian and him just trying to rise up to his uh, clan, you know, taking down bounties and receiving rewards for them, and there's this one little job he's got, actually two jobs, he's got there's one where he's got to smuggle it then a imperial officer or imperial individual to one place to the next or try to smuggle him through so he's working with uh the empire uh, a bit and then there's another mission i don't know if it's the same it might be two different missions but there's one where he has to go out to this bandit camp that's like protecting this one individual and you know that'll get into spoilers as to what it was but of course there's been memes all over regarding this certain character and i'm not gonna get into spoilers even though a lot of people have already seen the episode because again i'm just gonna breeze through these what do you think about the mandalorian so far i like i have not had a chance to watch it even uh and to tell you the truth for me disney plus wasn't about the original programming. Okay. Access to all of this Disney stuff. The first thing I watched was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Okay. One of my favorite movies from childhood that you just don't see shown very often. Okay. And as soon as I saw that was on, oh yes, that's what I'm watching. See, because with these subscriptions, I'm more focused on the original shows and movies because I'm like, all right, so if I'm paying for the subscription, what am I going to get that I can't just get anywhere else? And that's why I kind of really did pay attention to the original stuff. Although I did kind of browse through. See, they do have a lot of movie. Actually, there are some old movies I've never seen that I just put on the watch list to watch for later. To me, it is kind of about, okay, if I'm buying this, uh, I, I mean, yeah, we you got DuckTales and, and Darkwing Duck. That's all cool. But what what do I get that... Because I could... If I wanted to, I could watch them on YouTube or I could watch them somewhere else. What am, what can I only see on Disney Plus? And that's why I really paid attention to the original stuff. 
Yeah, no, that is a great point to make because if you were not to, if you're going to be here not, if you're going to be invested in Disney Plus not for the original content, you do have a lot of content to watch. You have like 500 movies and I think a few TV shows too. So, I mean, you do have plenty of hours of content to view, even if you were just going to ignore the originals or just. Yeah, yeah. And I just haven't got to it yet. Yeah. And I do like the original content, but for me, it really was access. And if you were somebody who had children. Oh, no, that's a good thing. Yes, because my niece really loves Disney Junior, and they have they have pretty much the most popular Disney Junior shows. They have them all lined up and just ready for parents who have, like, little kids. They want to put them onto something real quick. But I am going to talk a little bit about each of the Disney... Pl- and because we have just so much to talk about, I might just end up just only briefly talking about Lady in the Tramp remake, but I'll extend it for a, a Ren review, because we've been talking already quite a bit just about streaming history and then claws so i'm gonna just kind of go through each of this so again the mandalorian that is probably the most probably the biggest thing they've got right now because that's the thing they've been advertising to death and yeah i do enjoy it so far but i may not love it as much as some other people might what i mean by that is i really enjoy that it's i really like that it's uh kind of going back to the you know the gritty and roughness of this western you know galaxy and it really does kind of feel like a lawless play i mean there's just criminals all around there's uh, I mean, you don't really know who you could trust because everybody's got shade on them. That's something I do like is that everybody's got shade on them, but they're not like, I guess most of them are not really just insanely evil. In fact, this main, the main character you follow, I mean, he does some really cruddy things at the very beginning because he takes in this, uh, I mean, innocent guy who's got like a bounty on him. Or I mean, he may not be that innocent, but at least he's not like some of these crooks that appear early on. But you know, he takes him in and, and it's like, okay, the this because you look at this guy and he's like he doesn't really deserve it i mean yeah he's got a job to do there's a bounty placed on him he's not gonna miss out on some armor pieces to and because basically you think well he's in there for the credits and yeah it is but some of these pieces that these uh buyers give to him he, he actually goes to to basically melt the pieces of iron and they turn into blacksmith turns them into basically upgraded armor just to make the him more powerful I thought that was cool, and I, and then when he goes to this uh, planet to search for this uh, target, when he meets uh, this uh, one like elder uh, individual, it, he actually is very nice to him. It, he kind of grows on him. It's like okay, so yeah, th- this whole thing, the bounty hunters uh, about just being nothing but crooks that just want to kill and then trade in. No, they they got they do have a bit of humanity into them, and I think that is kind of cool to see where it goes from the ending of the first episode to pretty much most of the second i'm like okay now we're just getting in tropey territory because now i i really love logan i'm not gonna spoil anything but i'm just gonna say hypothetical reference but logan is a movie i really love the last of us is a game i really enjoy both of them are about these individ these kind of rough individuals who have killed people they are just looking in for the money or they just they don't really care about young little kids and then they have a mission saying okay you got to retrieve you got to protect this kid take them from this place to the next i'm not going to go into detail what happens in the episode uh, in the second episode but i'm like it kind of tries to follow their footsteps but i'm like this is a little too goofy to kind of be like logan or like the last of us whereas the first episode was gritty the second one is just like it's really i mean there there is this rough battle with a monster but i mean with a some of this rhinoceros monster but their most part it is very it is extremely goofy compared to the first part and i'm like i have no idea if this is going to go up and down from here uh but for deep fans of the Star Wars, they do make a lot of references. Uh, you, you see, I mean, you, you see different Star Wars characters and monsters you remember from the movies and TV shows. And just, I mean, the visual presentation, I think, is just 
amazing all around through. Like, probably one of the best things about the second episode was early on where he had, like, his helmet was actually foreshadowing an upcoming, like, fight sequence. And I thought that was actually a really cool visual. But as far as narratively where the show is going, I really don't know. But I'm still enjoying it, but it is kind of like, okay, just, I'm, I've, I've kind of seen this type of plot already a lot. I mean, again, Deadpool 2, apparently the Harley Quinn movie is doing it. There, a lot of these movies are doing this thing where you got to protect this kid and uh, because that kid is the future of everything. And I'm like... Okay, I hope this is not it, but that's all I'm going to say about The Mandalorian. I like it, but I am cautious about its the future episodes, but I am going to kind of stay tuned. I mean, they do have, they got Dave Filoni, they got, um, they got, what's his name? Oh, yeah, um, the guy who plays Happy Hogan. Oh! Yeah, so they, they got those guys on board. So I have, I'm... John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. They have those guys on board. I think Taika Waititi, he might be directing an episode too. So they got a bunch of talent on board. So it isn't like, you know, this is gonna... I'm sure it's gonna pick itself up, but I'm like, all right, I hope it doesn't go like this. But anyway, that's all I'm gonna say about The Mandalorian. I'm gonna say was probably my favorite original show out of this. It would have to be The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Out of all 12 of these programs, that one I'm like, oh my gosh, I am loving this. Well, he's just so great. I haven't had a chance to see that yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, I'm going to just play only a little bit of the trailer. This show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. <laughs> my name is Jeff Goldblum. The name of the show is uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Be forewarned, I'm... Okay, I only wanted to play just a little bit of that, but... Yeah, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is like a documentary series where Jeff Goldblum just goes around... Mostly the U.S. I think he goes around the world later, maybe not, but... He just goes and finds abstract and uh, just things that, that I'm not even aware of. And he just... And of, course, of course, he presents it with his own, like, whimsical personality. Uh, but yeah, these are some real things. Like, the first episode is about this culture behind sneakers. There's a convention about trading sneakers like people trade comic books it's like okay this is interesting there's a whole geekery about just shoes and he goes and like he really finds these things that i've never even heard of in the second episode which was like about ice cream they're probably one of the most straightest parts was when he went to this ice cream graveyard which is apparently all of the different recipes that were uh, infamous and just died off and i was like yeah, it's a it's a little graveyard. Just it's, except the tombstones are just recipe, just failed recipes and ice cream history. And yeah, this is really and that probably the things I didn't even know even more is that there is this ice cream shop that even makes ice cream with like crickets in it, like dead crickets. Uh, and then there's the, yeah, one of the flowers. And I just really like how Jeff Golem, he's just, he's basically like us, the audience. He's just discovering all this with just such wonder. And he's just having so much fun. And it's just fun. To, it's, it's almost like hanging out with a friend. It's like, you just kind of watch and just have good laughs. And I'm just consistently enjoying this. The episode I'm looking forward to the most, though, is that, uh, so earlier this year, he was actually in Dallas for DreamHack. And that's where, like, some people took pictures of him, like, wait, Jeff Golem's here? In, in a gaming convention? Why is he here? And it turns out, he, in fact, you can see in the trailer, he was actually filming an episode of The World According to Jeff Golem where he was in DreamHack Dallas. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I actually want to know what the heck all of Friday was about, and that's apparently going to be happening in the first season. Of course, not the first three episodes. The next one's going to be about this surfboarding club, but eventually he's going to get to DreamHack, and I'm that's one. I'm like, holy crud. Yeah, and there, I'll say probably the other big highlight for me out of all these 12 originals is the Spark shorts, and this is where Pixar is trying to find their next directors. And the reason why it was a highlight is because I actually wrote about it earlier, and that was uh, about the shorts uh, floats, and how it kind of reminds me about 
about one of my best friends who is a Filipino Asian. And I mean, it's got the simple thing about just respect. It's okay to be different. And I just, I, I kept thinking about my, my friend and just how much I love her as a friend. It's just like, it's a really sweet, tender thing. And that was, that was probably the one thing that like emotionally moved me out of all of the stuff uh, as far as disney plus goes the rest of the the originals they range from all right to okay this doesn't need to have and i might just have to write it back because like oh my gosh there was just too much but yeah my overall thoughts is that i like it i really do like it but i think of it as like getting a playstation 3 in its early years where it's got all these things it's got 4k and you can you can stream again you can stream all these old shows and movies but as far as original content there isn't much at the start and it's just something that's just gonna have to build upon itself as it goes on which i totally get they've got a lot coming that's been announced yeah there yeah there's a lot coming that's been announced most of it's going to be 2020 though there's there only a couple months away yeah there is actually one movie and maybe a couple shows coming in uh december but for the most part that is pretty much it but yeah i like yeah i like it no i'm looking forward to uh some of their new stuff that's coming there's going to be the scarlet witch series uh which looks great Um, and then we're going to have the uh coming out up uh the she-hulk animated series which i think will be very oh yeah oh yeah she hulk i'm really interested in even any of their original stuff or actually even though i'm not gonna get too much into the lady the tramp i did look up what they have coming up they have a lot of reboots uh old properties like i saw they're doing a home loan reboot uh, for disney plus they're doing sandlot reboot they're doing this was a arnold schwarzenegger action movie but they're doing a tv show of that for disney plus i forgot what was called but it was directed by uh, James Cameron. I think it was called Time Act. It was something. Uh, but it was a 1997 action film starring Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Disney Plus is doing an original show on that. They, yeah, they got other things. So I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to, of the future. But as far as right now, then yeah, it is mostly about the old stuff because uh, the new stuff is just kind of started. Uh, I want to get to Apple Plus and get to all this. So Apple Plus. That's probably the only one that I have pretty much a active subscription to. Uh, I borrow my parents' subscription for Netflix, but Apple TV. Because, yeah, everybody's getting a subscription. Even Apple TV has a... So what What the heck is Apple TV Plus? What are you even getting out of Apple TV Plus? And that is actually a good question. I mean, the, the reason why people are so hooked on to, well, Disney Plus is because Apple TV has actually even less. Now I'll even name all of everything that's on apple tv and i mean everything yeah i am interested in dickinson and i'm also interested in the uh what was the other show you just mentioned it i can't think of the name okay uh, oh wait no i'm never mind there is one more oprah winfrey has a show on here too oprah winfrey's uh, book club i will actually give since disney plus has like 12 and this has i mean this is probably the, the streaming series that at least some people are curious of because mostly this is not really these aren't really things that are big properties so all right so what what do you get out of this so the morning show is basically uh the morning show is basically a uh as it says it's about news like the more basically like a a morning news broadcast and it's got jennifer aniston and steve carell in it and that's actually only like maybe a couple minutes of the first hour-long episode that I saw. It was like a little over an hour. It's actually about Jennifer Aniston having this affair. It is very heavy on the soapbox drama. In fact, I would say maybe a little too heavy because you really don't know these people. Like, it really just dives into the sex scandal and people being on a riot of of this new show because there's alleged reports of rape. And there are some good intentions of the show like talking about sexual harassment and then also talking about sometimes when the me too movement is not always telling the facts and all that is actually good intent all that is good intention it's just that this is just it really is just jennifer aniston and steve Krell getting angry and crazy for an hour you don't it's like i'm like wait i don't even know okay how did she get this job like 
you know, what does she like, what does she doesn't like, or whatever. No, it really starts off with Jennifer Aniston just getting pissed off because she's having to do a show that accepted a alleged rapist on, and that alleged rapist being Steve Carell's character and, and Steve Carell's as house, like, just breaking the TV and screaming. And then there's another actress, and she's out there in this protest just fighting people. And I'm like, okay, what is this about? And then 45 minutes in, it's you find out that, yeah, it really is just about a, a just a, an, an argument between these two people, like, he who cheated on who. It's just, it really is just a, he said, he said, she said, and I don't even know any of these people, so I'm like, okay, I don't give a crud. It's like, the all, I really don't like any of these characters. They're all kind of jerks to each other, and it's like, it's not even a way where you're like, okay, I see where, there is not really a message behind that. It really wants to hammer in this, the, these messages about about sexual harassment, what is sexual harassment, what isn't, but it doesn't go into detail about that either, it really, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, think of it this way, it's like Days of Our Lives had more competent actors and actresses, and it was, it had a better budget, yeah, that's kind of what it is, I'm like, okay, I, all of you are getting on my nerves, I don't really care what's going on, and at the end of it, when you find out what it's all about, it's like, okay, all of this were just, none of this is necessary, this is an extreme extreme way just to try to make up for lost times or, you know, or try to have uh, apologize to each other try to uh, over a fight you guys had one one day it's like okay already i'm not really feeling this show and especially that's over an hour long and it's taking itself way too seriously and having hardly anything to do with the morning show it's really just about j- a, a just a social war between Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. It's just like okay, I like the one Gen- with Apple TV. I'm really interested in is for all mankind. Oh, okay. Uh, the I- story if the Russians had beat us to the moon, and that looks really interesting to me. But I'm not sure if it's. Five dollars a month, interesting. I will say this: the things that the shows that I say that I I I think are worth a subscription uh, for All Mankind is actually one of them, and that is a show. Again, as you said about you know what if the Russians beat them, but um, what I do like is that it's a very character study driven take on these uh you know these races to go to the moon or to kind of these little space voyages between like the last two movies that have come out. I didn't really care for Ad Astra or what was that the one with Ryan Gosling? This kind of gave me what I wanted out of those two movies. Because I wanted, I wanted like just genuine character development. That's just not, again, not on, not heavy on just one tone. It, this actually did it. And as far as it talking about, yeah, again, this whole thing that's going between the Americans and the Russians, there is some relevance of this show that is. For today, uh, and again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll say for the first episode, I was really into it. It's got actually a '60s vibe to it. I want to mean '60s that it's filmed like almost like a actual '60s television show. Like it's got that '60s grain to it, and even like some of the audio. Yeah, for all mankind, it is definitely a good show so far. Again, I'm going by the first episode or the first two. I don't know how it'll be after. But another show, actually probably my favorite out of the ones I saw, is Dickinson. And this one I know is not going to be for everybody, especially people who say, like, get out and us suck. Because if you're not into those type of uh, horror comedies or supernatural comedies, I mean, that's kind of what Dick- Dickinson is. Dickinson is basically taking place in a period piece or, or kind of period piece of, like, the 17th or 1800s. And, you know, it's taking place in the in the era where women have no choice but to marry a man. And Haley Steinfeld, who is the protagonist of the show, she doesn't want to go for it. She wants to be an artist, but her fans like, no, you gotta be this. So it kind of starts off like that. Where it really got my attention is not only just the humor, because even though this is taking place in a period piece, but not in a way where it's like, you know, obnoxious, like they're talking about, hey, what's up, or yo, man, or 
whatever. But you can tell that the you know their body language, their social language, it's of this time. It's not of back then in the 1800s. Like no one's saying your royal highness or you know having all that a little 1800s talk. Like they all talk like they're in present day. They're even kind of one of them's kind of like slouching on the couch like a like a teenage like a modern teenager. And I'm like. This actually works, because how they're going about it is actually fitting to this really weird world we're in, because Dickinson just gets so upset with how her life is being dictated to marry someone, and that she starts seeing spirits. (laughs) As in, like, and everybody around her is like, wait, what are you looking at? Because only she can see these ghost uh, horses. By the end, she kind of runs away because she wants to pursue her life as an artist and there's this really she would go on to become one of the most famous poets in the world yeah and oh wait so this is actually based on a real or well i mean that's the thing is i kept thinking is this based on a true story because even though everybody's it's based on emily dickinson the poet okay oh no wait yeah her name was emily dang it what am i doing yeah emily dickinson this is definitely the the reason why i was kind of back and forth on whether or not this is based on a true story is the fact that everyone talks like they're in present day there's even a scene where two of the boys they play tennis together and the tennis rackets they all look like present day tennis racket or tennis rackets and you know they don't have like a you know a brand or anything on them it's like okay so this is kind of mixing in the social yeah and it is a comedy there is definitely a lot of humor in it and a lot of it works like i was laughing a lot in most of this episode and then it just when it gets crazy when she just starts seeing spirits and then goes away with this shady uh looking guy with like a top hat and just almost like this demonic clothing on him i'm like okay this is getting really freaking weird i want to see where this goes i'm i'm like really hooked in this show it is really good so far and it's actually less than an hour i think it's, the episode was only like 40 minutes or so but yeah dickinson is another recommendation and there are some more it doesn't just stop there i won't say all of them are great but i also really love uh charlie brown so more charlie brown is always cool and snoopy in space is pretty much just more charlie brown uh basically yeah, basically taking the re- the cast of the recent Peanuts movie and having them re- reprise their role. They're tackling new uh, subjects without, again, ruining the setting of Charlie Brown, where it's, like, ambiguous. You don't know if it's taking place in present day or it's taking place in 1940s or whatever. There's n- Nobody's got, like, an iPhone on them or anything. But it starts off with them wanting to go to space. I think it's... And it's, like, only seven minutes long, too. It's actually really short, or at least the way it started. I'll say... If if you got a little kid around, you got helpsters. I hooked Kennedy onto helpsters, and that's just basically spiritual successor to Sesame Street uh, about these puppets like helping pe- uh, helping people. Ghost Rider is pretty formulaic the way it starts, but it's still kind of a fun, you know, family friendly supernatural TV show about these kids finding ghost story. It's not a Stranger Things ripoff, so, uh, so to say, because it, I mean, it isn't about like it isn't taking place in the 80s for one. It's taking place again ambiguous with its setting and the what they 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 find like these writings on the walls that distract them while they're going to school and it later is revealed that all this is leading to basically alice in wonderland and it's like really interesting seeing this being used as like a a ghost tale the first episode is a nice setup but yeah as far as what, what would really get a subscription i think is for all mankind dickinson well for me i i love Charlie Brown, so for me, Snoopy and... But for those who don't like Charlie Brown... But yeah, actually, there's not a lot at the moment. Now, I will say they do have a release schedule for other things, like Truth Be Told, The Servant, uh, which is M. Night Shyamalan's new show. Yeah, and actually, when you look at the future schedule, like Samuel Jackson has a movie called The Banker coming on Apple TV+. Brie Larson has a crime drama series on T- uh, Apple TV+. There are things... There are a lot of things coming to tv plus but i think just like disney plus there isn't a lot to the originals yet the only thing is that disney plus has all those old movies and tv shows to keep you company apple tv plus doesn't so pretty much this is it and i thought that was just kind of like okay but i guess i got a free year subscription over it so i 
I mean, but yeah, there are there are some shows I definitely think are worth a subscription. I would say get the seven day trial for free, and then if you just don't like what you're seeing, then you can just cancel before you have to uh, be charging anything. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and from what I can tell, I think because this the, uh, this streaming service released on November first, and I think they're not also not going with the whole binging thing. So like uh, episodes are releasing by week. There are probably like I'd say four or five episodes episodes in each of these shows already uh so again you have things to start with oh yeah and hala is a new thing so the thing is what apple tv is doing is they're focusing on more independent works like again with samuel jackson's the banker that is the that is an indie film that's uh, premiering at a uh, film festival in December and then it's going to uh, Apple TV plus in January. They're not really focused on all these big known, na- or known properties. They're going to probably bring in some more actors and actresses th- that are well known but as far as like content because i looked at all their upcoming stuff and they're all original uh, original content so i mean the only thing you got is pretty much a sesame street successor and i guess i heard ghost riders is actually based on a book so that's another adaptation then you got charlie brown but other than that most of this is all new all original creation so if you're looking for some independent and original content that you're may or may not get from disney plus then that's where I'd say Apple TV Plus is definitely worth something because some of these shows are really good. Ghost Rider is not based on the Marvel comics. No, Ghost Rider. Is, no, no, Ghost Rider. Sorry, not Rider. Ghost Riders. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Ghost Riders. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, because I looked up Ghost Riders and apparently there was an old TV show called Ghost Riders and then there was also a book called it. So this, is, so Ghost Riders is actually an actual adaptation of something where Stranger Things was an original idea. For, well, I mean from the uh, Dutton brothers. Anyway, that's that's Apple TV Plus. So where do we go from here? Well, the other big one right now is Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime, they've got I mean, pretty much the one that's been getting them subscriptions right now was The Boys, which is having a season two next year. And that's probably when The Boys season two and hits next year, that's when I'm going to probably subscribe to Amazon Prime. I am an Amazon shopper myself, and I do really love The Boys. They, for now, they don't have a lot of content as far as original stuff. I mean, just like Disney Plus, you can stream a lot of older films. But what I probably should realize with Amazon or Amazon Prime Video is that they're also linked to other things. Uh, so you can get HBO with Amazon Prime. You can get Shutter with Amazon Prime, and even some other streaming service or streaming platforms. So that kind of reduces some of the money or some of the fees you have to pay with, because they're actually included with uh, Amazon Prime. And I thought that was really cool. But next year, or I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but Amazon Prime is coming out with a live-action Lord of the Rings series. So they're trying to expand on more and I think they already had because they have a film studio and that's where like they got things like the big sick and they th- there's more coming out so and I thought they did a great job with good omens yeah okay so yeah I, I probably when and that's the same with Hulu Plus because I was thinking about Hulu I mean, I mean not Hulu Plus Hulu I was thinking about Hulu but I also want to see because they're, they're doing the uh, they're making R-rated Marvel content for Hulu and probably when my subscription for this year's Disney Plus runs out I'll renew it with the, the bundle maybe depending on how much I got because I, I, I'm really interested in what they do with that a lot of these streaming services at the moment they don't have a lot of original stuff but they have a lot of things to look forward to and i think amazon prime is just another example but the fact that there's no shipping maybe i should just go ahead and get a subscription but i definitely that is tempting but i I save the cost of subscription and free shipping every month so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Amazon Prime's a, a no-brainer for me. Yeah. The one streaming service I think so. All all that sounds cool. All of them work. Um, I think the HBO as its own, just it's just not for me. I had the trial for that, and it's like 
so it's fourteen ninety nine a month, and you can stream a lot of Warner Brothers films, and and then kind of get early access to some of these TV shows like uh, Against Sesame Street. But the fact that I have cable and I can watch The Watchmen or this new Golden Compass adaptation, and none of the that is exclusive to HBO Now. I'm kind of like, you know, what? I don't need to pay fifteen a month for that, especially when now there's H Max. So like, is H HBO Max is going to be a sep- subscription to HBO now, or is it going to be the same subscription? From what I understand, it's a separate subscription. Okay, yeah. Then I'm. I'm... And I, I haven't seen anything there that really excited me. I do have the HBO now, uh, HBO Go actually. Okay. But, uh, and I love that because I love a lot of their series. Of course, Game of Thrones was there. Well, yeah, but you can also watch Game but of Thrones on television. It's just great. Uh, a lot of the HBO products. Yeah, my thing is that you can't... Because I have cable and I have HBO on. Like, I have, like, Watchmen recording on there. So, like, I'm looking at HBO now. Like, okay, what am I going to get that I can't get on just cable? And the... I mean, pretty much the only thing is just no commercials. And to me, I don't really think HBO now is really for me. And the fact that HBO Max is going to come out. And that's going to be the one with the subscription and exclusive content. I'm going to kind of be like, okay, I want to then just wait for what this is. Because for HBO Now, for me, as someone who has it on cable and the shows that I want to watch are on cable, I, I yeah, I, I just don't see myself, like, paying 15 a month for it. But I, I get, I mean, for people who really hate commercials, there is that benefit. And the fact that you can just watch it anywhere. But... I mean, I'm just fine with the traditional television for that. What's next? Okay, uh, YouTube Premium. I was like, how many subscription services are there? I'm almost done. I Trust me. Uh, but YouTube has a subscription service. And with... Yes, yes, YouTube Premium, basically, because YouTube has been adding advertisements and more advertisements uh, as of late. I mean, they, they've been for a while, but I remember when all the advertisements you can skip, but now they even have, like, advertisements you can't skip, and then an advertisement on top of an advertisement. Sometimes they'll happen, but yeah, so you, for YouTube Premium, you can skip all of that, which again is both a yes and no because, I mean, a good and a bad because there were some commercials that led to possible feature interviews uh, for me. Again, that's the thing. Some of these things I find out about, though, they were through commercials, and I, I mean, I get the thing is you want to watch a YouTube video and this commercial is getting in the way, especially when in the middle of the YouTube video where there's no, like, break or cutouts usually uh, it just abruptly pauses to get to this commercial and then it, c- it comes back i mean there are youtubers they probably take advantage of that and have the commercial break but most youtubers they don't so you kind of have to kind of deal with that that's the thing with youtube premium you also get these original shows and movies and these original shows and movies, most of them are just ye- are just shows created by famous YouTubers. And I mean, there are fans of these. I'm not. I mean, I haven't. I don't watch a lot of Lindsey Sterling, but people who love Lindsey Sterling, there's a documentary about her. There's also a documentary about Logan Paul. So I mean, yeah, the, these most of this original content doesn't sound great. But the ones that I did watch was they had the sequel to Karate Kid called Cobra Kai. Which, that's where the rival in the first Cobra Kai movie, he comes back as a doll and his life is out of line. And he just can't get this sort of defeat out of his head so he years later he challenges the uh, main character to rematch league or something like that and i thought it was all right i mean it's really cheesy and over the top but the thing is you can actually watch this whole show on amazon prime so you don't need a youtube premium for or for cobra kai and the other show that i actually really love uh, so far, uh, which is Impulse, and that's from the director of The the Born Identity, and it's about this woman who escapes uh, possible rape by killing that person uh, unintentionally through uh, her uh, power she gets. There's a bit of, like, horror elements to it, but, I mean, kind of like The Born, she's on the run from uh, Authority because Authority thinks she murdered someone even though it was self-defense, but there is that sort of thing. It does have uh, the, sub- uh, the to- topics of 
sexual harassment and then it also has some of those same themes of uh from born series but the acting and script is really good so far uh i i was like wow this is a really good show and it's also on amazon prime i was like it's it's like uh well okay so where cobra kai you can watch the individual episodes and stream them on amazon prime uh impulse is more in the form of a dvd but still you you can get it on amazon prime and not have to watch it with the youtube premium subscription i I, and it's 11.99 a month by the way that's the minimum subscription not including having to pay an extra uh five or six 99 a month uh in order to stream tv so where Netflix and Disney Plus allows you to stream all of these under one single subscription. There is a separate subscription to stream movies and TV shows that, and then there's a separate subscription to stream original content. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know if I'm up for this, but youtube premium does give you one month free subscription so i can just watch impulse and just say goodbye if i want to yeah so that leads us to one more and that is cbs all access and yeah i i actually when i first looked at that because i went through the trials for all these others and the thing that i thought was really cool about this is that you have two versions you can either get the cheaper version and have limited commercials or you can go full 9.99 and have no commercials which is what i did Okay, and then there's a bundle for Showtime for eighteen ninety nine. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, you could get Showtime Showtime cheaper off of Hulu, actually. Yeah. Um, or just by itself. CBS All Access for me, it's all about Star Trek Discovery. That's why I'm on it when they announced it. Uh, it's like you're going to make new Star Trek. Great, I'm signing up. Here's my money. I watch almost nothing else on it, but I keep it just because I want them to keep making more Star Trek Discovery. So here's the thing. That was one of the two things I checked out. I checked out further episodes of Star Trek Discovery, and then I checked out the Twilight Zone, and that was another uh, CBS All Access exclusive. Oh, yeah. yeah, a a reboot or at least a continuation in the Twilight Zone, hosted by Jordan Peeley. I, I forgot about that. I have watched several of those episodes. enjoyed them quite a bit. And again, uh, I mean, in order to get through everything, I had to kind of go through only just a couple episodes and all that. But for Star Trek Discovery, I I saw, the, saw episode two and episode three. And yeah, I was not really into it. I was like, everything I was just thought was okay about it it was just like okay it does and the show never really elevated for me beyond the first episode and like the those, those type of like character tropes i i kind of am sick of in some of these movies that uh want to do female empowerment i just like i was kind of feeling the same way about this and it because people are saying how or at least it was describing that it's a really dark show i thought it was got really goofy by the third episode like i wasn't feeling that sort of like i mean there's still death happening there's like some uh like uh there was actually some uh i think someone gets their face melted or there there was something some real graphic violence that happened in the third episode but yeah i i did not care about the main character i thought the makeup was i thought i really liked the makeup but the fact that they're taking this seriously and there's some like really crazy alien designs i it kind of took me out a bit i love doug jones but i mean when he's uh, dressing up as an alien i'm never not gonna see him as that hellboy doug jones and i kind of feel the same way here except he's not cracking any jokes he's being serious but i wasn't really i, I wasn't really invested but i mean again this is a subjective opinion and i'm happy for those who really enjoy star trek discovery but but I just after the third episode, I was like, "Yeah, this is just not for me." However, uh, I really yeah. enjoyed the show. Personally, yeah, it's one of my favorites. But you know, and that's it's subjective, and yeah, what you like, you like, and that's the way it is. Yeah, but for me, that's the big appeal for CBS Access. Yeah, and I'm happy for those. They they get they get something out of CBS Access. They get Star Trek Discovery. They get that Star Trek Picard. I, I haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, that's still coming. I'm looking. That. I thought that okay because it had it out I thought it was, came out because the only other thing I saw was there was these shorts I guess they're all extras but anyway the other thing I saw was uh, the Twilight Zone and the Twilight Zone 
that now that is something I'm into because where where it started out, uh, it started out with a, uh, a struggling comedian uh, who's played by uh, Kamel Maljani, I think his name, but. That's the thing is, it starts off like him trying to, you know, be a comedian. And because all these people are laughing at his jokes and I'm like, these jokes, most of them aren't, oh, wait a minute. He's not trying to be funny. And that was kind of the real smart thing about it. He was actually looking into people's information and calling them out and like trying to expose people and everyone's just laughing and ignoring what he's saying. And it just gets really, like, I could just get really uncomfortable in the, the area. I'm like, these people are crazy in here. I don't know how long I could be in here while Kamel is trying to really tell them something and they're all just busy laughing. Uh, and it's like I, I it, it's something that really kind of fits in the spirit of uh, Twilight Zone that I think Jordan Peele has done a really good job at, especially with his own movies that definitely pay tribute to it uh and yeah yeah you get to know i mean in this hour-long episode you get uh, to know just a little bit enough about your title character uh to where like you you feel invested even though there's still a lot of mystery to it and the fact that he's just trying to be this successful comedian try to live up to tracy morgan's character but like he's just really caught up on all of these little scandals and just and that's where i think the morning show could have needed like if you did something surreal like this then i would be real all into the whole affair and scandal uh talk i mean as long as you just kind of develop your characters or you do something with them this they they turn this to sort of just a psychological maybe not like straight up like the scariest thing ever but it's still like you just i feel very uh nervous and that's kind of the feeling that i really should get from it and yeah i was really invested it really got to me and that's probably i mean it's not enough for me to want to subscribe to cbs Alexis, but I was like, you know, maybe in the future, if they do more of that. As far as what else you get, you get just uh, shows and movies that are from CBS. You get the Stephen Colbert report, some other things like that. So to kind of see it both ways, for the people saying, man, cable is a lot better because you don't have to you have to deal with all these subscriptions and I'm just paying more than cable. I, I don't think you pay as much as, you know, the meme that's going around saying but i do think that over time some of these prices will uh, will raise and it will definitely uh, reach more than cable especially if you get see if you get peacock out and hbo max and you find out how much they cost and add those two unless you find some way to bundle these together it it is definitely going to be more i i don't think that cable needs to go away and commercials need to go away because someone, I mean, these shows, need, they need some type of revenue anyway. And, I mean, that's what commercials are really there for. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go I ahead. I think it's getting, you know, you know, there, there's so many now. At first, it was like, what I like about it versus cable was when I got cable, I got a ton of channels that I have no interest in watching, that I will never look at. And I'm paying for them. Okay. And this was more a way to, hey, this is what I want to watch. That I do agree with. Um, except... Because the, the, there was something that Disney uh, slipped in when they released Disney Plus. Is that people said, okay, so it's only going to be uh, $6.99 a month. And that's it. No, it's $6.99 a month at the start. Uh, they said this is the initial price. It couldn't, they could bring the price higher in the future. Which uh, is true of all of them. It's like, yeah. I've seen Netflix go up several times since I've had it. Well, um, I think it's... Part of that could just because they keep adding so much content that 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 ends up being a thing. Is the more you have, how are you gonna hold that up? And I more of these more of these streaming services though should adopt the thing because the thing I like the most about CBSL Access is actually their subscription model. So if you want to go the cheaper route, you can just go with limited commercials. I would rather these companies try something like that than just raise the default price up so much but we'll see i mean we'll see how long this could last but it, it, the whole thing about you're paying less for streaming services i i feel like you're paying more because this is not 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 only including all the other subscriptions you've got or that may or may not revolve uh, movies and tv like me i have 
subscribe to PlayStation Plus and Nintendo Entertainment. Yes, and uh, SoundCloud Pro. Uh, so, I mean, it really is a pick your poison. Uh, and this all, some of these services are going to go under, uh, for sure. The DC service, that, that went under uh, because... Like Warner Brothers, they need they need to kind of have all of their eggs in one basket instead of just one in one service, and that's why they're looking over to HBO Max to bring all their DC content over there. But yeah, that DC th- app that did not work out. PlayStation View, which a lot of people don't know exists, but PlayStation had a TV and uh, movie streaming service that is shutting down January of next year, so that's going to be gone, and the Sony is just going to be like. Like, you know what? We're just going to have to give our properties to someone to make TV shows and movies out of them. But I do see the benefit of streaming over cable. Because, I mean, I'm watching most of the stuff on my laptop. And, like, I can choose whether I want to watch them on the big screen or not. I can choose to watch uh, these TV shows or movies on my iOS device. And, really, that level of flexibility is great. Um, and then just streaming them on 4K. Uh, and then... And also, not to mention, I would not only mention that uh, one of my friends said earlier is that it costs less to just stream all these movies than have to pay for like Blu-rays of individuals. I mean, there is there is a lot of benefit to these streaming services that I think why I'm not against them existing. But I see both sides. I see people who are against them, and I see people who are for them. And that's where like these, because I see comments of people going, "Oh, what you you you're saying that." Uh, that you're saying that cable is better what what are you oh my gosh this dummy i'm like all right calm down uh, you really gotta uh, and there are even like friends of mine who are like yeah I don't see why anyone else would say that streaming platforms aren't the future I'm like well not not to ever I mean there are countries that have no internet service and there are countries that have bad internet my house has terrible internet service so sometimes I get disconnected from Disney Plus and Netflix and all that uh, yeah. not only that Disney Plus is not even available worldwide like I have my United Kingdom friends, they can't go on to Disney Plus until March. So what? Screw them. Uh, I mean, I I get both sides. I mean, they'll get it eventually. But well, I mean, they're pirating the Mandalorian show because it's streaming in other places except for over in the UK. I mean, people are reasonably upset about this, and I get it. Like, and w- w- I, I see people who like to do this whole thing called like I called it the uh, counter negative, where you just complain about people complaining. I'm just not for that. So I see whether you are for streaming, whether you're against streaming I'd, I'd totally get that i i'm very much invested into netflix disney plus and apple tv plus even if disney plus and apple tv plus they don't have a lot of original content the shows that i really do like on there i'm i'm very interested in seeing uh, what's next i really want to see the next episode of jeff goldman's crazy adventures i want to see more spark shorts i'm actually i actually like the first episode of that high school musical the musical the series uh, thing. I want to see more of that. Dickinson is really good. I want to see more Dickinson. And uh, as you said, For All Mankind, I want to see where that goes. So, I mean, I'm hooked. I don't know if I want to pay for every of these services, like HBO Now or CBS All Access or YouTube Premium. But I guess that's the thing, is you just find the streaming service that works for you, and I, I guess that's all there is to it. But is cable going to go away? I don't think so. No, no time soon at all. No, no. Uh, and we may see it, you know, swing back the other way. If cable can actually get all this content, which they don't have, as so much of it is exclusive just to the streaming service, it what? may go back the other way after the, you know, the price tag for having all of the services adds up. But it's uh, hard to say. You never know what's going to come in the future. Yeah, I know. After yeah. this, we're almost two hours now, so we probably should get ready to wrap Okay, I'm just... All right, yeah, yeah, sorry. I am so sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to point it out that, you know, yeah, I think yeah, it's going to be tough for someone to listen to. One episode, well, I mean, it was a good discussion. Wait, 
yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I should, yeah, I should probably just get, uh, wrap this up. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you then again for coming on and all this. Uh, yeah, this is probably the longest episode I've done so far. Um, but I'm going to try to short up. If you want me back, I'll be happy to. I've always had a great time, Chase. Yeah, you too. Uh, we'll just quickly sit, we'll close it out on, you know, how to reach all of us. So, oh my gosh, I didn't, yeah, we've, we've been all day on this. Okay. Anyway. All right, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Pondspress, Instagram, Pondspress. You can go to uh, Twitter on, okay, let me turn that down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll just do it without the music. Uh, just to be quick. Facebook, Pondspress, Instagram, Pondspress, uh, Twitter at ChasePon64. Uh, website is Pondspress.wordspress.com. Philox76 at gmail.com. P-H-I-L-O-K at 76 at gmail.com. Where do they find you? Uh, Facebook, Michael Cross or Alfred. Okay, anyway, see ya. We, we're going on too far. All right, bye.